SABS test the test number 23. Vacuum cleaners. Okay, so I'm going to vacuum something up and you tell me what it is. Got it. Chips, salt and vinegar, three days old. Right. Apple juice, 60% concentration. Yeah, well done. Smarties, three blues, one green and four yellows. Mm, it's uh, three yellows. Very good. At SABS, we pride ourselves on our rigorous testing, even when testing our testers. SABS, your trusted mark of approval. Waking up all day with Vuga Online Radio. Good day and welcome to The Cycle right here on Fuga Online Radio. I'm your host, Mkhala Patale, and thank you so much for tuning into the show today. We are your inspirational radio. Um, I tell people all the time that we are your inspirational radio, and I always say to them, if you don't believe us, if you don't believe me, <laughs> um, do catch um, Dr. Moore with Leadership Masterclass, the best show. Uh, on on leadership, if I if, if I can put it that way, <laughs> um, you know that that's where leaders are made. That's where leaders, um, you know, are you know trained and also prepared for the future. Um, he does a, a wonderful work there. Uh, the lessons that um, personally I am learning from Dr. Moss leadership masterclass are really uh, helping me a lot. Uh, Colleen does healthcare. It's it, it, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Just. Take a listen to that. You'll be inspired. Uh, Zakele uh, does the out and about. Beautiful, beautiful show as well. And there are many more other shows that uh, we have on Vuga Online. Radio. Please do catch us. And, 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 and of course, I promise you that you will definitely be inspired. And today we are also going to be inspiring you. We are going to be continuing with the conversation that we started last week. Last week, if you can remember, we had uh, Kahiso whom I'm not going to mention, the institution that he's working for. Um, we were talking about the future of work and, and, and artificial intelligence. And I made a promise, a commitment, uh, that I will be having at Mr. Tseliso Mothomi, who is the director of the Institute for the Future of Work, which is the initiative uh, of the Tswani University of Technology. And, and, and it's going to help us understand what is this all about. Uh, because they were hosting... Uh, just last week, they were hosting the second annual uh, Future of Work Dialogue, which is a, a beautiful platform. Please uh, do um, you know attend next year. Um, they, they are discussing, uh, you know, having wonderful conversations, uh, conversations that will definitely make you think differently about the future of work and, and make you differently think differently rather intelligence and all these lies that are going around that people are going to lose jobs uh, people are going to be without jobs and all this so do catch uh, the, the, the the institute for the future of work when they, are, they will be having their third annual uh, future of work uh, dialogue um, which will be next year but we are not going to be uh, talking more about uh, their dialogue, which is coming up uh, next year. Uh, Dr. Mlomi um, will be uh, helping us unpack um, what does this mean, the future of work, and, and, and where do they stand as an academic institution in terms of preparing students for the future of work. And for the benefit of those who did not 
join us um last week i'm going to you know uh, play a little bit of um you know the, the interview that i had with Kafiso last week so that you are able to understand what is it that which we have been talking about last week so that's the show for you i'm going to allow you to be part of the conversation of course that's what we do all the time and you can be part of the conversation uh, right here on vuga online radio and of course we are at vuga online radio on facebook on twitter as well as on instagram after this short break we're going to go straight into the conversation that i had with mr tziliso mshomi who is the director of the institute for the future of work stay tuned if you're enjoying this interruption and find the sound of my voice captivating you may be experiencing extreme boredom. Try new, fast-acting Subaru Impreza in hatch or sedan, formulated with symmetrical full-time all-wheel drive. Cure boredom fast with new Impreza. Waking up all day with Vuga Online Radio. Welcome back. We are on the cycle. And um, just before I took, we took a break, I was just taking you through what um, we are going to be talking about today. We are continuing the conversation on the future of work and artificial intelligence. And of course, um, last week we had Kahiso, who was you know, phenomenal on the show. And today we are having uh, Mr. Tziliso Mshomi, who is the director of the Institute for the Future of Work, which is the initiative of the Twani University of Technology. Let's take a listen to that conversation that I had with Mr. Mshomi. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I am joined by Mr. Tseliso Mohomi, who is the Executive Director of the Institute for the Future of Work at the Tswane University of Technology. Um, last week, uh, they hosted the second um, Future of Work uh, for IR Dialogue, and the theme was the Collaboration for Inclusive uh, Economic Growth. And thank you so much, Mr. Mohomi, for, Mohomi, for um, inviting us, for allowing us to be in your space and of course, um, enjoying all uh, the, the important conversations there. Um, maybe let, let, let me start here. This, this was the second um, dialogue, uh, Future of Work. What would you say is was the basis uh, upon which you built on, on the second one, uh, looking at some of uh, the, the key lessons from the first um, dialogue on, 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 on the Future of Work and the 4IR? Thank you so much, sir. Uh, maybe it's better that I give the context in terms of uh, what is the Institute for Future of Work. No, that would be great. Uh, we, uh, it's an initiative by the Tswani University of Technology, uh, which is meant to close the gap between academia and the industry. Mm. Um, over the years, uh, the two institutions have drifted apart, uh, even though they are supposed to be um, mutually supporting one another. Mm -hmm. So in drifting apart, uh, it has resulted in uh, the caliber of the graduates that, that the institutions of higher education uh, produces um, do not uh, find jobs upon graduation. Mm. And uh, this is based on the fact that, that the kind of skills uh, or the kind of curriculum that uh, most of the institutions of higher learning are still using it's uh, totally not relevant to what the industry want mm. and therefore TUT as uh, the largest contact university in South Africa uh, needed to resolve the issue of uh, graduate employability mm. and uh, that it could it can only be done by engaging the industry 
uh, to look, analyze the technological trends, um, and then secondly, to also then understand, try and understand from the industry what the implication of those trends uh, for the perspective of the current and the future jobs. And in understanding the situation, we then uh, are able to try and influence the university curriculum discourse. However, also in engaging the industry, we engage the industry with the sole purpose of uh, um, collaborating with them to try and fight the scourge of uh, graduate unemployment or unemployability. Mm. So last year when we hosted the first dialogue, uh, it, it was uh, basically a way of introducing ourselves to the, to the industry to say uh, we mean business by saying that we want to collaborate. We also mean business by saying we want to understand uh, the kind of skills that you are requiring and we are willing to work with you. So we built this, this uh, second uh, installation of the, uh, the dialogue based on that basis. And, um, and then the main purpose is one, to, to have discussions that would be able to influence the policy. Mm -hmm. And number two, to have the kind of discussions that would influence the curriculum. But number three, to have the kind of discussion that will actually galvanize us towards collaboration mm. to resolve the problem. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you so much for for, for that, uh, Mr. Mkhomi. And, and and speaking about making sure that uh, universities are producing, um, you know, graduates who are employable, graduates that are relevant to the the the. The, the, to the job market. Um, just um, as we were at, at, at the dialogue, one person asked a question which I think um, was maybe unfair. Uh, you will help me with this. Um, he asked the question as to whether universities are being relevant in making sure that they keep up with the speed at which we need to move uh, when we uh talking about preparing uh, students for the future of work. Um, you know, going further to, to, to make claims that um, universities are, you know, not making, you know, those uh, very important, um, you know, um, steps that are needed to be taken in making sure that um, students are prepared for the future of work. Would you say the comment that you guys are actually not moving at the speed that is required is fair? Uh, look, from the perspective of, remember that universities are bigger institutions mm. uh, that are highly regulated. Mm. And um, unfortunately, or uh, let me say unfortunately, the pace through which we move uh, in order to try and catch up is a bit slow. However, uh, Tuan University of Technology, uh, through the Institute of uh, Future of Work, um, seeks to create a platform that is very agile. Mm. So what does that mean? Remember that, that to change curriculum uh, can take uh, even up to five years. Mm. Um, however, with the Institute for Future of Work, uh, the way we have been designed, we have been designed to be able to, to partner with the industry um, from, the, from where we are at. And in partnering with the industry, we then look at what we feel or believe uh, could be profitable for mm. the university and also for our students. And mm. we, would, we would then pilot that. And uh, mm -hmm. when it's successful, we then know that, that the absorption uh, perspective of it uh, is, uh, is, very, is very quick. Mm -hmm. uh, let me make an example. We, we, are, we are partnering with uh, a, um, a company that uh, offers training, and uh, their role is basically to liaise with the industry, 
understand what kind of candidates they want, and then they would go into the into the um, the, 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 the the job market trying to find the right candidates, mm, mm. and uh, they would also use artificial intelligence uh, to make sure that um, those candidates are assessed, mm-hmm. and then uh, after assessment, we would then look at which areas they need to be empowered, mm, mm, and then mm. and then we would then train them or impart those skills, mm, and mm. That this does not need to go through the uh, the curriculum process. Mm-hmm. So as the actual University of Technology, we understand the agency uh, through which we need to change. Mm-hmm. And we also understand the agency through which we want to make sure that, that we support our graduates yes. uh, to be employable. So that, 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 that's, that's beautiful. Um, I mean, there, there were a lot of um, conversations there. I wish we had time to actually go through um, all of them. The future of finance, bringing, bringing the digital divide, as well as the future of transport and, and, and logistics. This is the panel that you yourself was moderating. And um, one of the speakers there made a comment, which I think it was very important, that um, livable cities, cities that people are able to live in, requires partnerships requires collaboration and that is why your your your, your theme for this um, conference uh, was the collaboration for inclusive uh, economic growth um in short what would you say are those kind of partnerships that uh, both uh, public and private sector needs to uh, put together in making sure that we close that uh, digital divide in making sure that everybody is taken along as we are moving into this uh, future? Um, in the last three, four years, um, the president have been punching the idea around social compact, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically a notion that uh, we need all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. Remember that the National Human Development Index uh, says that um, unemployment among young people is about 62%. Yes. And uh, the unemployment rate among the graduates is sitting at about 9%. Mm. And uh, so it's a mammoth task uh, that uh, is actually uh, facing us as a society. Mm. And therefore, we cannot expect the government to work on its own. Yes. And uh, as TUT, um, as I have mentioned, we are the largest contact university uh, with over about uh, 68,000 students. Mm. We, we, we are then saying the majority of our students who are studying engineering, mm. uh, in order to get them ready for work, they need to uh, interact with uh, the types of technologies that the industry have. Mm. And, and therefore, most of the time we find it difficult to get, uh, for example, space for our students to do work integrated learning. Mm. Mm. We, we are then appealing to the industry to say, please open your factory floors for, mm. our, for our graduates so that they can interact uh, with the technology. Mm. And the other aspect where we are then calling for collaboration, we, most of the universities would have advisory committees uh, that would uh, um, be made up of academia and the industry mm. uh, to influence the type of content uh, the students uh, have. Mm. And mm. we are then also saying to the industry, we, we want to deepen those um, uh, collaborations. Mm. Mm. Then, then it, we also then have uh, our graduates uh, who, upon graduation, remember one of the key programs that you would have is that there is a job advertisement that would then say we want two, three years experience. Mm-hmm. And um, so we are then saying, appealing to the industry to say, um, can you actually, through uh, learnerships, through mm-hmm. internships, um, um, 
assist our students, uh, mm. host our students, yes. uh, to make sure that they gain the relevant experience. Mm. Mm. Then we, we are also then saying to the industry, the kind of graduates that uh, we as Swan University of Technology intend to produce, we call them future-ready graduates. Yes. These are the graduates that, that we want upon uh, graduation, they would actually have an option uh, either of having a fighting chance in the employment queue or actually be involved in starting their small businesses. And mm. these small businesses uh, can only gain attraction, uh, can mm. only gain traction if and when we, uh, we have partnered with the industry. Yes. So, 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 so we, we, we are basically uh, mm. appealing to the industry. We are appealing to the government. We are also appealing to the uh, international development agencies to say partner with us so that we can make a bigger difference uh, in making sure that the Twan University graduates, not only uh, the, the Twan University graduates, but also all other graduates and the young people mm. um, find it easier. Uh, to find the jobs or find it easier to start small businesses that will actually make them to be employers. No, that was um, uh, the, the first, that's the main um, you know uh, reason why we need to partner so that the, the, the work of making sure that people are being uh, employed and making sure that the young graduates comes out of the university um, ready for the for, for work and making sure that they are equipped with the right skills it's a work that all of us needs to do thank you so much uh, mr mtomi for making time with us right here on the cycle on vuga online radio i really appreciate your time Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Well, that was me and um, Dr. I mean, Mr. Zeliso Mushomi, uh, who is the, the director of the Institute for the Future of Work, which is the initiative of the Tswane University of Technology. Um, let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to be continuing uh, on the show right here on The Cycle with me, Mukhale Mutale. Stay tuned. Highway Harley-Davidson. There are no words. More music, more inspiration. Fuga Online. Welcome back. Um, sorry for, for that glitch right there. And uh, uh, my sincere apologies on that one. It's because I wanted to, 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 to for the benefit of those who did not join us last week uh, when we had uh, the conversation with Kahiso, who was really phenomenal uh, on the show, um, just to, you know, for the benefit of those, just for them to be able to, to hear what we've been uh, discussing, what we've been talking about. So uh, I want you to take a listen to this conversation that I had with um, Kahiso just last week. Take, take a listen delegates who is attending the, the, the Future of Work uh, dialogue here at the Sun Arena where we have been um, you know, deliberating on these issues for the last two days. So um, I'm, 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 I'm with my brother here <laughs> who um, if he so wishes he will introduce himself um, because of uh, we haven't gotten any consent from the institution. He is working for so he's not going to mention the institution Institution, sure. but he's going to share his views with me, uh, my brother. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity to to uh, be here and obviously share my views with yourself and your audience. Thank you. Uh, my name is Kim Gakhiso Musiani, and uh, I'm an ICT manager. Uh, been in the space for about ten years now. 
um, <laughs> mainly focus on academia mm-hmm. uh, side of things. I won't mention the institution as we said, mm-hmm. uh, because I believe that as much as I'm a proponent for technology and advancement for technology, mm-hmm. uh, my views somehow are, can be controversial at times and can go against the grain in terms of where we are going and what's currently happening. Mm-hmm. So for, for, for free expression of my views, <laughs> allow me not to mention <laughs> my current employer or, or business associates for that matter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm more than welcome to, to share my views and mm-hmm. hear from you and your questions and then yeah. take it from there. All right. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, I, th- I think for us to, to have um, important, critical, you know, conversations, we need yeah. to be honest with each other. Sure, sure. We can't be hiding exactly. uh, our, our, our views mm-hmm. and, and hope that we can actually have um, a conversation that is going to be beneficial, mutually beneficial for that matter. So I, I just want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say, um, we are here talking about um, AI, machine learning, we are here talking about um, robotics, mm-hmm. okay? And when you talk to, it depends who you are talking to, when you talk to, um, you know, guys from organized labor when you talk about these things they have fears as to will our jobs still be relevant, will still be relevant in this digital age Um, what would you say are the common threats and of course even those opportunities that lies um, in in the fourth industrial revolution um, particularly with the future of work Excellent. I think let me then let me contextualize, uh, especially that would coming, be great coming to, for from us to give us the yeah, context yeah. because you you mentioned organized labor. Mm-hmm. You, uh, with that, you have obviously employers, mm-hmm. you have business, you have shareholders, you have various stakeholders and interests mm. um, who 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 at their respective levels mm. are either for or against mm. the implementation of more technology within the environment for mm. various known reasons. I mean, for instance, if you're a business owner mm. uh, and you're able to automate the your accounting system, or you're able to automate your 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 uh, business processes, cleaning your accounting, your what is it, reception, basically just basically mm. involve technology more in your business and become more efficient. Mm. Then definitely, this is a plus and a win for you. Mm. Obviously, from organized labor point of view, we have lost two, three jobs <laughs> that would under the, uh, naturally be under done by a human being uh, with with a certain skill level. Mm. Um, and also that what they will also argue is because I have quite some experience in, in that sector as well. Is that to say some people can't be upskill to that level that you need them to be to be able to operate mm. certain types of machinery mm. or, or, or control mechanisms. But however, the balance needs to be struck somehow because we, as much as we, we feel for people and their, their limited skill level or their inability or lack of training when it comes to using certain technology or even understanding how they work, we have to understand that we are part of a, a growing and continuously developing world. Mm. And we, we are required whether we like it or not, to be competitive, of course, against mm. across industry, whether it's countries, whether it's industries, whether it's markets, we need to be competitive all the yes. time. Mm. And and we cannot sit idly by and say we're not going to adopt for IR or its associated technologies because you know uh, we have a high unemployment problem. Mm. Mm. I think I think what 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 the conversation that's not being had and which needs to be had is that mm. we have guest speakers come on stage. They tell us about how. 
this will create jobs and new opportunities. Mm-hmm. But the question is that nobody's asking where and for whom, <laughs> <laughs> because. <laughs> I know definitely in China there's new mm. jobs and opportunities being created because mm. they're manufacturing all these robots mm. and the systems that we're using. But mm. in the South African context, I mean, who, where, where is our Silicon Valley? Where is our Shenzhen? Where we, we, we are producing uh, high-tech uh, micro-components and machinery and gadgets mm. and robotics. Mm. We, we, we simply don't have that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and even if we try to, we will be quickly out, outstripped and outcompeted by China himself. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you, you, are, you, are, you are taking that, that route. Yeah. Um, because uh, my next question is, is going to direct you there, hmm. where we are asking the question, where is our Silicon Valley? Uh, yeah. you know? um, because, you know, yesterday we had this uh, conversation myself, and I mean, that was during lunch, yeah, where yeah, we yeah. talking about the, the AI being the enabler. Yeah. Um, that tool that we can use to change, uh, you know, our the world around us. Sure. And, and and I'm sure you 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 spoke about, um, you know, in the finance sector. You spoke mm. about, um, you know, in the health sector. Health well, sector. you know, the agricultural sector. Now yes. you are able to track where your cows are. You yes. know, you are yes. able to track if your cow needs, you know, it's been exposed to heat and all this. So, do you think? Do you think that um, these sectors and other sectors that I did not mention are embracing um, um, AI and the fourth industrial revolution um, yes with the appreciation of what it does and what they can actually you know, I, benefit from yeah I think um, the, 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 the movement towards increased automation and mechanizing various sectors mm. for instance when you talk about agriculture I mean, we've seen, we, we, we now have machinery that can uh, pick berries, that mm-hmm. can pick the most sensitive of foods, mm. whether on trees or on the ground. Uh, just like we have a, is a, one man driving a truck that can do the job of 100 people used to do. Yeah. Uh, that's automation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, uh, you mentioned what other industry, uh, healthcare. Mm. Now we have machinery uh, with the help of AI mm. where you can chat to a, <laughs> a AI <laughs> bot or chat bot mm. and you tell it all your problems or the issues that are associated with you mm-hmm. and it will give you a diagnosis. Yeah. That's so, almost as accurate as what a doctor would have done. Defend, yeah. uh, obviously mm. with assistance on some mechanical tools, but I mean it's, it's close enough. Mm. That's, you just <laughs> saved yourself a, a seven-year degree person is not longer required. I mean it's mm. scary but exciting at the same time. Mm. Uh, but however... You know, I think I mentioned quite clearly to you during our lunch when we discussed these things, there are hidden elements that I think people who are embracing such technologies are not really taking cognizant of. Mm. It's easy to get excited about the fourth industrial revolution, AI, uh, automation, robotics, that kind of thing. And I, and I touched earlier on in terms of for the South African landscape and mm. our context, we, we, we're just not competing at that level. We are importing everything. Whether it's mm. a mechanical dog, whether it's our vaccines, mm. whether it's all of this is being <laughs> widely imported, which mm. is the technology as well. But now, once we've imported the technology and we apply it to the agriculture, mm. we apply it to uh, pharmaceutical or medical fields. Um, it, 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 you again, you encounter mm. the issue we discussed in part one, where we said now you have an issue between labour and organisation and the employer saying, mm. but now why do I need to go see my GP? Why do we need to have a generalised person? As a GP, where we can have this spot, you walk into the hospital or even be at home. Mm. 
and it can analyze and do a scan analysis, take your blood pressure right there because there's various mm. tools and plugs you can put on yeah. your phone. Mm. And and why do we need now these doctors? Mm. Um, but there is a question, and I will, of course, an answer to it, and I hope we get to mm. it. But those are the underlying the how do I say the 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 indirect consequences of adoption of these technologies. And once you've started, you can't stop. No, oh, you can't. And and whether you like it or not, you have to adopt. Remember again, it comes back to being competitive. Mm-hmm. If the hospitals don't adopt it, the next hospital next to it will adopt it. And mm-hmm. they're serv- providing their service and consultation at half the price. Yeah. If mm-hmm. if the farm, uh, your tomato farm is not adopting that that new track that I'm talking about that's picking up your <laughs> place a hundred people, your next door neighbor will. Yeah. And, and, you're out of cost, business. and you're out of business. Mm. So it's not even a matter of uh, uh, whether we want to or not, it's when. You have to and embrace it. You have to adopt you, you it. You have to embrace it, unfortunately. Yeah. And ideally for us, we would have liked to have found ourselves ahead of the curve. Mm. Whereby, you know, we don't only adopt these technologies, but we're also understanding how and who makes them. Mm. And localize that technology and understanding as mm. well. So that there's that. The jobs that are lost, the hundred jobs that are lost from that one machine, mm. can now be in, uh, transferred to an industrial, um, how do I say, field where the machines are being made or manufactured. Mm. Mm. So the skills can be—it it doesn't take much to reskill those type of people, mm. and they can be then replaced somewhere else in the economy. Mm. But if we don't do that, we don't—we don't own that supply chain mm-hmm. and we keep adopting and importing. Mm. That means that hundred jobs are lost forever, mm. and you and I are now footing the bill. For more hundred more people on our, on, on our welfare. <laughs> Actually, somebody uh, somebody made a comment this morning. Um, yeah. You know, talking about um, the fears that uh, the late the organized labor is heavy with this, but at the same time, not recognizing the fact that this is an opportunity for new new opportunities, yeah. new job opportunities. Yeah. Um, and, and and as you said, that the the upskilling and the reskilling is not going to happen yeah. as the you know. Uh, the rate is that which is required, but you. So it's, it's inter- mm. Let me just add that mm. other thing on, on organized labor. Mm. There's a problem with our organized labor. Mm. Uh, mm. It's very. It's it's been used to one formula for a very long time, mm-hmm. and with this four IR, they're becoming more and more irrelevant. Let me explain. Mm. <laughs> who's who, who's paying? Which robot is paying union fees? Mm. Which machine is paying union fees? Mm. And that's where we're headed. Once you automate, look, I had a accountant friend of mine come and cry and said, you know what, after this automatic reconciliation that SARS implemented with AI, 99% of us have lost are out of a job. Our customers are saying, hey, man, this thing just did what you what I paid you 5000 to do. Yeah. And I'm happy. Yeah. And it's what, 90 to 99% correct? Yeah. So, so that's where the threat the unions are not seeing unless yeah. they push, they use their current muscle and power. To influence government to say, guys, we come need, up with a legal we framework. Need, come up with a framework that will mm. protect these jobs. Yeah. That will ensure that we capture exactly what I'm saying. Uh, we move from adopter to manufacturer mm. to 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 you understand to 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 maintainer of these all these mm. equipments and designers. Mm. And, mm. Uh, so unless that is done, mm. that that knowledge is localized, mm-hmm. will forever be at the mercy mm. of external factors, China's, mm. your mm. Russia's, mm. your England's, your Americas, mm. and, and and Africa is mm. it's huge mm. to still be crying right now that we do not have the capacity or yeah. the skill set. Mm. It's, mm. it's unbelievable. I mean, yesterday um, I'm sure you would have had the guy who asked the question, and it was a very you know direct question where he was saying that um, universities have been you know lacking behind 
um, they are becoming irrelevant. Oh yeah. And um, and, and 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 I think this is also is also finding its expression in the the book. I'm sure you have read the book by Professor Chilizi Marwala, uh, losing the gap on the four IR. And um, this is the guy who was heading, I think, the presidential commission on four IR. And 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 he says that he also, um, you know says that we we have been lagging behind and we have to keep up we have to move at a speed that is required for us to actually be competitive yeah. so do you think that universities are being are not doing enough in terms of um, creating um, you know new sets of skills that will be required by you know young people young students uh, for the future of work preparing them or maybe let me put it simpler do you think that universities are preparing students for the future of work i think that's the the best way to to to, to ask it rather than you know yeah yeah no, let, do you let think me, universities are preparing young people students. yeah enough for enough. the future of work for the future of work mm. uh the the simple answer is no and i'll tell you why mm. in my opinion mohao you mm. can argue all you like that the last time i felt universities were preparing people students for any type of work environment was perhaps pre-2000 and i'll explain why mm. right now we, even even the government has come up with a term and you heard it the, the yesterday they call it skills mismatch yeah we we haven't been preparing students for any type of job or placement mm. for the longest time. What we've been doing is that we've been making sure that students are not sitting at home and idling by and turning into criminals by giving them this hope that, you know what, go out there, get some form of skills and increase your employer, chances of employability. Mm. But we're not preparing. You go out there to employers and you get reviews about the type of students that they get, the quality of students that the majority that they get, and unfortunately they are mostly bad. And they'll tell you that I have to start from scratch, from scratch with this person. I have to teach them everything. I have to, you know, all the system. Yes, they come here with some English and some basic computer knowledge. We'll thank the university for that. But it's 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 not at a level where international players are at or or their peers are at. Uh, our our university system has become so rigid and so red tape, as mentioned by one of the speakers, Kunrat, that it's 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 incapable of even adapting to what's current with the the, the, the the wave that's coming of AI. Mm. I, 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 I realized something while sitting in there that, you know what, as much as uh, part of my income, a lot of my income comes from the academic space, mm. I might not have it in the next three years. Mm. Because once you're able to 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 provide a, a, a comprehensive and compressed platform where you only have to teach a student how to well, well enough use AI as a tool. For instance, ChatGPT. Right now, I could literally take ChatGPT and start making money by writing PhD and master's papers, mm. and I'll get them done in a week. Mm. Charge everyone 10k, 30k. I'll be getting it done. Who, mm. who, who would know? Mm. The lecturers are not equipped, they're not ready. Mm-hmm. The conversation is not being had. It's only mm-hmm. being had now at conferences. But we've been having these talk shops before. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned about the book. I, I'll tell you why I haven't read the book because uh, 
he beat me to the job there so i wasn't too happy to that because i was one of the candidates looking forward to that position but, but not to say what he said is not true it's just that we 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 were very reactionary in our response we should have already been doing this it's like trying to build a power station now for the current crisis it doesn't happen what he's saying should have happened 10 years ago the localization the closing of industries did not do us any good the loss of job the the the, the bulking of our current welfare system they're keeping them poor and keeping them uh, under control system that the current government has been using unfortunately it will come back to bite them and the people are feeling it and being agitated i mean you woke up okay let me not get into politics but let me stick to the point but the point is your point to answer your question universities have they been doing enough no mm-hmm. can they do better unfortunately at this stage no not even they will try it mm. but it's only a matter of time what do you think is it's 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 hindering them from doing that it's 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 policy it's the it's the it's the, the current framework mm-hmm. educational framework from the uh, department of the high education. education and technology it's very rigid mm. i mean i can tell you now I've, i have institutions where you have quotas of how many students you can take mm. and you can't do more you have you have long process of how you can for instance if you want to do we know the shortage of doctors and engineers and all this but to pivot or in order to pivot and say now we're just moving maybe we want more uh, faculties or specialized environments of doctors or accountants whatever the case might be it's it's another five year process it's just to shift in that five years i can go open up the school in less and online courses and training give it out for even for free or subscription mm. services and take all your students and have students mm. after two years more employable mm. Mm. than your current uh, crop of students that you have in your system mm. i've seen it happen in the ict space mm-hmm. in the ict space wow that's why i tell you with confidence that students <laughs> university hasn't been paying students for a long time mm. i i started the registered for my diploma uh two years into my diploma i had another colleague uh uh i was a friend of mine who was in metropolis he went and started started, started studying I, ict at a dumbland you know it's private person but he started exactly what the industry wanted he started the certifications your a plus n plus mcsc microsoft or what the industry was looking for in three months he was more employable than i was as a two-year student and indeed he got a job <laughs> And from there he just mm. with no diploma mm. because industry is not looking they look at your diploma once you get to a diploma level they look at it and say what what's in what's in here what's in here what's yeah. in this where is it recognized yes mm. sarah but we're working microsoft was not made in sarah google all these technologies we are working with that's why i say we are doctors of technology mm. and there's always strict training programs and reviews for such technologies mm. And yet I was able to be overtaken as a student by somebody who just even didn't have no passion for it but he says you know what there's a quick way and a shortcut to do this it's it's now it's the same as now going to be happen for all fields not still just going to be ICT with this new AI wave mm. because as it was mentioned by previous speakers uh, especially the the last two passionate speakers <laughs> yeah <laughs> that we engaged uh, mm. I think it was professor Singh and uh, yeah. yes and they mentioned how you know what it's it's adapt or die mm. Uh, there's no time to store things in your mind there's no time to move look you right now you have a laptop sitting in front of you where you used to need a, a whole broadcasting <laughs> studio mm. just to have a session here and record and all this heavy equipment it's the times have moved yes times have moved 
Yeah. I don't have time to travel to your Joburg studio to sit there mm. with you <laughs> and have this chat. We yeah. can capture it live mm. right now. Mm. So the universities are, are, are yes. really slowing us down, but they need to improve. Otherwise, mm-hmm. the students are going to suffer. Well, that was the conversation that I had with Kakiso um, last week. Uh, the conversation that um, I've got a lot of uh, people, uh, you know, sending me messages to say that um, we, we need to know who is this guy. We need to engage this guy at, at the personal level. And uh, yeah, no, it's because I think he touched on a very important, um, you know, um, points. And um, that is why um, I think um, many people wanted to, to, to have a chat with him. But thank you so much for tuning into the focal, I mean, to the, the cycle <laughs> today. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you being part of the show. Um, and I think for the benefit of those who were not able to tune in last week on the cycle, you, you got what we've been talking about um, last week because there were those who were saying that we, we didn't catch that. And, and I said, you know, there's a podcast. We have a podcast. You are able to go into um, our, our website and you can get our podcast there. Uh, you are also able to download our app as well uh, so that you are able to catch up with some of the things that uh, some of the shows that you are not able to listen to live. So we are going to leave it here for the cycle today. Thank you so much for being uh, on the show with me. We are coming again next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, goodbye. Get seamless underwear at super low prices only at Pep. Seamless non-padded bras, an incredible $59.99 in a soft, stretchy fabric. Matching seamless boy legs, an amazing $34.99. Get them all in a range of new colors. Life's better with Pep. Playing the music you love. This is Vuga Online, your inspiration radio station. 24 hours of non-stop anthems.